The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of the Functional Sportsaholic, or as we'd like to call it, the Sports Talk Revolution. We are proud partners of Underdog Podcasts, and we are streaming live on, well, I guess not live, but we're uh, we're recording. It's live to us, anyway. At, uh, the Underdog TV Studios, or is in my radio voice, the Underdog TV Studios in my house. Uh, you're listening, as usual, to Sean, Ryan, and Sam Van Dam. Sam, how's it going, buddy? It's going good, man. Just uh, trying to get to this weekend, brother. It's, uh, we're, always, we're always fighting. Which is- Always fighting which for that is, weekend. Which is which is tough. Yeah. So, <sighs> what's yeah. going on with you, man? Not much. I see. Uh, I was looking uh, today, this morning, on BovadaSportsbook.com. I see the Panthers were favorites. They were heavy favorites last night. But I will say that uh, for our listeners of the Get Paid podcast, Brad and I were in. Actually, no, I shouldn't say that. Brad actually picked the Panthers to cover that one. Um, I did not see that one coming. I thought that it would be a... uh, I thought seven points is way too much in that game. Tampa Bay ended up going. It was a debacle at the end of the game. If you're interested in my rant about the play calling, you can watch the Fantasy Football Fallout on uh, on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search for Fantasy Football Fallout. I think you'll get there. But the best thing to do is to subscribe to Underdog TV. Go to YouTube.com, search for Underdog TV, and you can find our icon there. But yeah, man, the Panthers Panthers and Bucks. It was a sloppy game. It was sloppy weather. Um, I thought the Bucks looked better, but uh, you know they pulled off the game, and, and kudos to them. Jameis Winston played a little better, and uh, we'll see how things go forward. But today uh, on the episode, we're going to be talking about um, the USA basketball, the FIBA, that whole debacle. There's a lot of debacle to talk about. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit. I'm going to put out my uh, my power rankings, my week one power rankings, and these are very important. They're probably the best power rankings you're ever going to hear, you're ever going to see, you're ever going to watch. Or maybe I'm just hyping them up way too much. Yeah, um, man, Sam, nothing's nothing's really been going. I've been trying to, you know, settle in. Have you been? I know you're a subscriber already, man. But have you been seeing how many videos I've been uploading to YouTube? Yeah, man, they look great, dude. Oh yeah, man. I mean, I got um, I actually got a new a new laptop web camera because I think it's a little easier. I got this nice fancy camera, but the camera that I have it was a. Um, well, I'm not going to say the brand because I'm going to talk shit about it. But I got, uh, I, I just, I got it, and it won't let me record. Um, I have enough memory and all that stuff. It won't let me record anything more than like five or ten minute bursts. And if I'm recording these podcasts, it's like, what the hell? Wait, that's not going to work. Yeah, that's so kind of weird. So my sister, I was talking to my sister because she does a lot of educational videos and stuff, and she said that um, basically there's like a there's an anti it's something to do with uh, piracy, like movie piracy or something, anti piracy settings or whatever. But there's uh, a, there's like a half hour cap on cameras because I'm trying to record in 4K. It actually capped that down to five minutes, so I went back to 1080 1080p. Um, so I'm a little bit high, less high definition for our YouTube audience, which is actually probably a pretty good thing, but. Uh, Oh man, that's not that's no good for them. That's, they need to see that beautiful face. Yeah, I know. In all its glory. I know. Look at this. Look at that. So pale, so pale, and so bearded. Glasses in. UCF hat <laughs> on, baby. Proud, proud alum of UCF. <laughs> we play Stanford this weekend. Yeah, big game. I wonder what. Um, I wonder what Bavada has uh, UCF at. Um, well, USC did just kick the shit out of Stanford. Yeah, so, you know. I guess they, I guess USC has some uh, some really good freshman quarterback. Um, 
so good, good for them. I, I there was a, there was some talk about them this week. I think Colin Coward had uh, Shad on on, and they were talking yeah. some stuff. But I like Shad. Speaking I think of, he's pretty good. Speaking of quarterbacks and stuff, you the, if you have you watched that show on Netflix, the QB one show that like follows I, I, like I, the high school. I started it. I started it, and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to take Get it on in, it, man. man. I I've like so watched season three. I haven't seen season one or two. I just went right into season three. And so man, there's this little shithead on there that is like, I guess he's at Oklahoma now. The guy's like, he's awesome. Is I he guess. the starting he's quarterback like, at Oklahoma? Because people are talking him up like crazy. No, that's Jalen Hurt. Oh, okay, okay. From Alabama. Okay. Um, he's the third string, but like he's like was like Mister Football, like broke all these records in Arizona and all this <laughs> stuff. But he's a short little guy. But he's mm. cocky as hell. Yeah, I hate him. But he reminds me of me in high school. Yeah, but, and that's sure. probably just why I hate him. Yeah, I probably so hate I, him too. I, I'm interested to see like get your uh, get your take on this kid Spen- Spencer Rattler. Uh, but Spencer. it follows three oh. three kids. Um, Who's that? Who was that? Spencer on the hills. Spencer Pratt. Was it? Yeah, Spencer's are dense, ever. Man. Yeah, ever since ever since Spencer Pratt, I just have a negative connotation when I hear the the name Spencer. No offense to any Spencers out there. Uh, Spencer Tracy was really good. He was a good actor, right? Yeah, uh, usually Spencers are just dicks. So, so he he falls in line. Sam. So I'm interested. Derogatory Spencer. Yeah, it's, start uh, watching that. Yeah. Start watching that. It might be like Well, that. I did, but you, and what ended up happening is I was watching in the first season, like there was they were following this guy who I I guess he was at Georgia or going to Georgia or something like that, and they they filmed him getting up, and he was just like he was in his like tidy he tidy boxers getting up. This eighteen year old boy, I was just like, what what am I doing with Tell my time more. here? Yeah, I know, right? Give me season a, one. Yeah, season <laughs> season one, episode one. I think it's like the first scene is this dude gets out of bed in his in his skimpies. It's like this eighteen year old kid. I'm like, oh gosh, I, Perfect. I, I was out. I was selling on that show from that get for from that point. But well, just go to season three. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll fast forward. I'll get through. No, man, but I'm liking that. Uh, last chance you have only seen one more episode since we last talked about it so i'll put a pin in it until we can get into the good stuff but yeah for sure. i saw the guy the, the coach went out and got like got blasted and hung over and he's just like i haven't really prepared <laughs> but somebody people call me uh what was he good like people some people call me a wonderkin or a savant or something like that he's like <laughs> you know i ever i'm really good at breaking down so like clearly he's he has an inflated sense of himself oh, at that point yeah. he's in juco college he's not a savant um, not not to disparage any JUCO college uh, coaches out right. there, but I'm just talking about this guy specifically. You can't really go out and get drunk and not watch tape and expect to be able to like you know just work <laughs> your way through a game. But I already know what happens to the guy, but I can't wait to catch up so we can talk about yeah, that man, a little bit later for sure. Uh, okay, let me. Um, you know what? Why don't we? Oh, yeah, another thing, Sam. You know what? I'll save this because I was in the hospital. I want to tell you about that a little bit. You know about it already, but I'm going to tell you about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's just kick it off. Um, the 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 men's um, the men's basketball team got bounced from the FIBA World Championships. I don't know what the odds were. Um, you know, I didn't check my Bavada to see what uh, you know what Serbia in the consolation game what kind right. of spread they were getting, but USA got bounced. I think they finished seventh in the tournament, the lowest um, ever for like a U.S. team. Uh, they are still playing NBA players. Why don't you just talk about that, buddy? Well, I mean, I I actually wasn't expecting them to win this thing um, when a lot of their top players just decided to not play. Yeah. Um, because a lot of these national teams, they play together for years and years and years, and I think that's really what's missing – you know, with a team that you just kind of put together with a bunch of like first and second year guys right. um, that have never really played together. 
um, and you put them over in a whole nother. I mean, they're out in China, so it's not even like it's on U.S. soil or it's in you know even in you know European European League or anything like that. It's not mm. in Europe. It's not in. It's clear across the world. And these guys have no, you know, they might get along or whatever and have seen each other, you know, a couple times a year playing. But, you know, it, it, basketball is a, really is a team sport and you can't just throw a bunch of guys together as, you know, we've seen. Um, unless you have some some continuity and some, yeah. you know, familiarity. And that's why I think those teams were doing so well with, you know, under Coach K. And, and I expected a fall off since he, you know, he's not uh, really a part of it anymore. And, you know, a lot of the guys that were in it for so long are just not there. You know, they're not in it. LeBron's not in it. Carmelo's not in it. Kobe's not in it. Um, Jason Kidd. Those are all guys that, like, grew up in, like, a eight-year span there and just were always on these teams. And now you just got a bunch of guys that they kind of throw together you yeah. know, kind of last minute. Yeah, and then uh, what's his face? Uh, Tatum um, from the Celtics got hurt. That didn't help, right? Um, yeah, they had a ton of injuries where they just couldn't. Guys, you know, were dropping out of the training camp because they couldn't get right, and you know, no one really wants to jeopardize their, you know, their uh, season. And that season is coming up really quick. So for some of these guys, you know, they haven't really had a break. Um, besides maybe a month or a month and a half and now they've they've been yeah right in training camp and now they've been over in china for three weeks um and they're going to come back and basically start getting right into to camp um, you know, so we saw in the last in the winter olympics we saw the nhl kind of put their foot down and say you know enough enough is enough we're not going to stop our season so that players can go and, and play in the olympics and i remember alexander ovechkin of the capitals the washington capitals was pissed off because he wanted to play for russia and all that but you know i wonder if if we're getting to the point where we need to probably do that with uh with this as well i don't know i mean i, I have really mixed feelings on it i'd be curious to get your point of view but my thought is like you know for these FIBA world championships you know which what NBA players are really going to get jacked up to do that? To me, that's like, you know, the only players, um, the only stars that are going to want to play are going to want to play for the Olympic cycle. They're not going to want to go right. to China and play in FIBA and give up one of their off seasons, right? Because, like you said, they just right. go through the season and they go, and then you saw, you know, some injuries, like you said. If I'm an NBA franchise, I don't love that. So I, I kind of wonder if it's time for the USA to start going back to okay, well, let's just look our, at our international. There are players that aren't playing in the NBA, and let's start building a cycle with them. Um, right. You know, I, I got to say, as a fan of sports, I'm more interested in that because I want to see – because this is what the um, – a lot of the, the foreign countries do. Um, they right. – they you know, like Serbia will have a, a unit that they've built for years. And, yeah, they'll have – you know, the, the, some teams will have some NBA talent on and off uh -huh. those teams and everything. But the, the, the core of the teams are not NBA players in a lot of circumstances. And right. so, you know, knowing how to play with each other for one of these – um, these short um, – um, contests uh tournaments these short tournaments that's i mean that's that's a big deal um yeah so i don't know but then you get in the nba players and it's really fun to watch and then you know you of course you always want the or at least we do right we always want the united states to win the gold medal so but you know then you have like lebron james i don't think he's going to play next time but you have like all these like superstars that are on the team and just winning right. with talent and it's almost like you know an aau all-star game or something like that 
Well, yeah, and some of know. the top and some of the top guys in the league have already played and won. So, right. mm-hmm. I mean, after you've won a gold medal, you know, and it's kind of like, do I want to donate another, you know, dedicate another four years to this? Well, um, I, I remember the dream team, the dream team, it was hard. Uh, Magic Johnson had to recruit Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan had already won a gold medal. Um, and I think it was like the 84, right. 88 or he something was in like 80, that. 84. 84, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Mike's like, I don't man, I'm tired, dude. Like, I just <laughs> got beat up by the Pistons. I'm tired so. and I don't want to play with Isaiah Thomas. Right. He's like, Isaiah's not on the team. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not playing. Yeah, they, yeah. they booted that dude. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all about, um, you know, that's why you you see a team like Serbia or even. Mm. Um, Was it France know, that those, beat them? France, yeah. France knocked them out initially. Guys. So, yeah, they have NBA guys on the team, but they also, the NBA guys play with those teams every summer because they, they don't really stick around here during the summer. They go home. Yeah, you know, like Evan Fournier goes to France mm. in the off season. Tony oh, Parker used to go to France. Yeah, in the off season, and that's where they would live. So they were playing with those guys, and if you have team chemistry, that's going to be mm. talent every time. Well, I don't every know. Time. I mean, it, it depends on the talent, but right, right. I wouldn't but say I every time, but in the, in a in a competition like a this, much, it gives you a much. Yeah better shot especially yeah if you if you were to line up all the nba players they're just gonna hands down beat everybody yeah but if you kind of have guys that are maybe a little bit less in um star quality or player you know but they know how to move the ball they know where guys like to catch the ball they know where guys like to cut they know where how guys like to move how to play help defense with each other and talk to each other it it just helps out so much in a bunch of guys that you just kind of throw together yeah and i think that's why we see the patriots in the nfl you know always relevant um there are a lot of teams that are you know generally always relevant but i'm using the patriots because they've you know been in the last three super bowls and won two of them you know they 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 get guys and they have a core and yes you know Billichek and the and the uh the franchise will chew players up and spit them out when they're done but what they do is they build a core and then they get a bunch of guys that play well within the scheme and the concept and that can adapt to different situations and because of that that nucleus um, that does rotate, but that nucleus is is full of smart, intelligent team based players that trust the other team and know where everybody's going to be, and so they never lead the league. Like if you look at a PFF or something like that, they never lead the league in in terms of talent. They never have like the most quote unquote the talented roster. Uh, this year, I think they have the oldest roster, if I'm not mistaken, but um, one of the oldest rosters anyway. And they're going to be viable again because you know they're they just they just fill their players with um, with intelligence and at right. the NFL level, and I think we see it at the um, you know when the when the NBA stars aren't involved and it's really just kind of the NBA um, you know the ne- the up and comers. The the difference between talent, like physical talent is slight so that's when you say like the team ball concept that's when that stuff plays in and we see it in the nfl the nfl roster to roster is very tight in terms of talent so that's why i think the patriots yeah tom brady you know he's going to go down as the greatest quarterback of all time i think it helps that he was with bill belichick his entire career um but i mean that's why we see the patriots in my opinion just always um always so relevant because they just kind of keep the system and and they build a really team uh, team-like approach yeah. um, to the game, and they all know where each other's going to be, and they trust each other. It's the do your it's job. A, do your job, yeah. as we see on NFL Network. <laughs> it's the continuity. I honestly yeah. think if, if Greg Popovich took his Spurs team, they would have done better Yeah, I agree. At this, at this world championship than the team that they put together. 
I agree. Because they all know how to play together. They've been playing together for years and years. Sometimes, you know, they'll lose a guy or whatever, but they keep a lot of the same core and the same philosophies and the same principles, and they grow guys. So maybe you're not playing a lot in your first couple years, but you're still playing a lot in practice, and you're still getting to know the guys, and then when it's your time, you're just so used to it that you just keep going, and they know where each other are. They know how to communicate with each other. They know all that. And I really think they would have had a, a much better seating. You know, granted, yeah. the talent isn't the same, but they know how to play with each other. Yeah, I agree. Hey, Sam, let me get to uh, the Woody Page podcast here. Uh, attention sports fans, award-winning sports columnist and ESPN commentator Woody Page is putting down the chalkboard and picking up the mic for the Woody Page podcast on Podcast One Sportsnet. Join Woody each week as he takes on sports and pop culture with his roster of famous and even legendary guests from the worlds of sports and entertainment. Drop the chalk and download new episodes of the Woody Page podcast every week on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. There you go, buddy. Woody Page, coming to Podcast One. So, yeah, I, I like the um, I like that idea. I've always thought about that. Like, what if you just played, you know, like, uh, like, like the Spurs? Or what if you got a team that's, you know, usually like a smart team? Like, what would happen if Boston had sent their whole team there or something like that? That would be interesting to do, but... You know, then again, you have like uh, you'd have to replace some guys because they always are going to have some foreign guys on their roster too. Uh, let me talk about the hospital uh, that I went to last week. All right. Um, so Thursday comes around, and I've just been because I've been running around. I've been I've been sleeping like four hours a night. I had the fantasy football almanac. You know, I had a bunch of people you know, email me questions. So basically, like weeks three and weeks four, as I transitioned from you know, fantasy football preparation into season preparation. Those are like the two busiest weeks of the year, as I'm finding out year in and year out. Um, and, you know, I get a lot of questions, a lot of people asking me for updated rankings. I try to, you know, I watch all the preseason games, you know, because I'm scouting, but then I'm betting and all this stuff. Um, I had to fly out to Vegas to register for a contest. I flew out, um, flew back. Um, I canceled my Florida trip because of the hurricane. I get back and I just had chest pains for like three or four days. Now I'm an asthmatic. I don't, that's nothing I'm ever messing around with. I'm asthmatic. So I've had these before. They're kind of normal for my body cycle. So it's just like, oh, whatever. Well, like I'm feeling and it's like three or four days and I haven't gone away and I'm taking my inhaler. Now. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll hop into uh, one of the stores and get my blood pressure checked. And it was like the highest that I've ever had in blood pressure. So it's like, ah, oh, come on. So then I figured, eh, maybe it's just the machine. Well, I had physical therapy later that day on, uh, I have a leg injury. I went in and I said, hey, do you have a, do you have a blood pressure machine? You think I can check that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I registered it. It was higher than what I had gotten done at the store. So I was like, ah, oh, crap. So it's Thursday night. It's last week. It's opening uh, night of the NFL season, Green Bay versus Chicago. Um, and, uh, and I ended up having to go to the freaking ER. So I walk in, I'm like, Hey, I'm, you know, I have all the warning signs for a heart attack. I'm 37, by the way, I have all those warning signs for a heart attack. Um, you know, maybe we should take a look at it and the hospital to their credit, they have the protocol and they say, okay, we'll get in, you know, we'll get you in right away. So I got in, I got to, I got first class service. I got right in and uh, hooked me up, had the EKG, whole nine yards, blood work, chest x-rays, all that stuff, and they just said, basically, you have gas. So there you go. I, gas sent me to the hospital. Um, but I don't know, man. What can you do? Like, I, my no, chest you, was you tight. You got to get that check. It, yeah, what you got to get that check. You got just to. Just peace of mind. I had peace of mind, you know? and I was worried. And it, what was different about this time with my, my chest pain, uh, 
uh, with respect to my other daily cycles is it hurt in the front of my chest, but it also hurt in the back. And that's one of the warning signs also. And then I felt, you know, some flashes in my arms, uh, both my arms, um, but my left one in, in particular. So those were like, I mean, those are the classic things. It's either a panic attack or it's gas, right? So right. they gave me, you know, they gave me the thing. Oh, and I almost passed out. I almost passed out giving blood. That was fun too. This dude Thanks, was... Dude. Well, you know, they, so the um, for the camera here, the people watching YouTube, so usually uh, up here in the arm, right in the, right in the pipeline, you know, the Irish pipeline, that, that if, if, you, if you plug it in there, you get enough blood. I, I, have, I just have good veins there. Um, I've never had a problem. Well, like the dude like decided to come down and he put my, an IV in on my hand. And I was like, okay. Well, he I, he wasn't getting enough blood, so I guess I just didn't have good blood flow down to the hand. So then he's like, well, I'm going to work on the other one. And I have a problem passing out anyway with um, with that stuff. I'm the, the biggest wuss when it comes to that. And whenever I get stuck two times, I go down. And so this dude was like, was starting to um, like alcohol my arm to get ready for it and he had a tourniquet on my my left arm this time and i was just like dude it's not happening and he wasn't listening he wasn't listening to me i was like brother I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pass out i'm gonna pass out and he's just like okay well you know just lay back and you know what and i think he was he was like just okay with me passing <laughs> passing out and taking the blood and i'm like brother get out of my room <laughs> i said it's not happening i was like do not stick me with that needle it's not happening right now so he he left he didn't come back then the nurse ended up taking the blood right from the pipeline right from the uh the irish pipeline nice got man. the blood in there man you gotta tell them sometimes be like man i get a so better brother, stick get, out, I get, get a out better of here. stick i get a better stick up here dude yeah, yeah. I well, I'd never had it done in my hands before, but I know like every single time. I'll, I'll know to, to to do that now. I've had it done in like the middle of your arm before. I've had right. it done there, um, like uh, before, like surgeries and stuff. But back when my uh, my athletic career was still up and coming, my surgeries <laughs> that took me out. Now I'm a slow piece of crap. I used to be quick, man. I used to be quick. That little West Welker in the flag football. I would have been playing that American Flag Football League before, uh, you know, before they went bankrupt. I had the, I had this, I had the ball skills, man. I could run routes. You were good, man. You were good. Right. That's right. Five eight. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Kyler Murray's height, and yeah. uh, <laughs> playing receiver. I was all right. I didn't have Kyler Murray's arm though. I can tell you that, dude. That guy is as short as he is, and like as is, you know, as is is criticized he is as he is, and I think fairly so because he can't see over the offensive line. That dude has an arm. That guy can yeah, he throw, good man. Detroit, man. Was, he did at late in the game, but Detroit was yeah. gassed, and they were. I think they went to kind of like a conservative play call. I, I, I think that the Ravens are going to handle them this week, as we're going to talk about in the Pick Six podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to drop today, or tomorrow, or whatever. Oh, what else do I have? Um, you know what? Let me let me get to my Sam. I know you're going to mute out for this. Let me get to my um, my power rankings, my Week One power rankings from the NFL, uh, if I can find them in my my notes here. Uh, you know what, Sam? Let's uh, let's bob and weave for a couple of minutes because, of course, I've lost my power rankings again for the second time. My notebook came down. Um, but you know what? I can tell you I can actually just start out right off the bat. Um, the New England Patriots are number one on my list. Um, hey, buddy, you know what? Before we start with the Patriots, let's talk about Antonio Brown for another minute. Um, <laughs> we can't seem to get away from him. What a dumpster fire. What a dumpster yeah. fire. Yeah, and I don't know what's up with this. I always, I, I, you know, I, I don't ever want to call anybody, you know, 
uh, a rapist was that cry, yeah crying was a crying wolf or whatever it is uh, right you right know. right um, oh yeah I mean it, there's a there's a case on both sides and it, it you know there were the the Antonio Brown camp is claiming that the uh, the woman asked basically the lawyer contacted Antonio Brown's people and asked for like a one million dollar quote unquote investment to make this go away um they said no and they're crying extortion right now um which i think they would you know they have a case and it's always a he said she said antonio brown has come out and admitted that there's a sexual relationship there but says there is no foul play um you know i I, like like you said sam i mean i can't take a side because i don't know enough um antonio brown seems like a piece of crap but is he that big of a piece of crap i don't really know but why don't you continue buddy no, I mean, I definitely think he's a piece of crap. And normally, like, I'd be like, okay, whatever. It's just another piece of crap move. Um, but it, the timing and everything just is like, all right, he's having this big, you know, PR war. And now all of a sudden there's yeah. there's something coming out when there's never even been a police record. I, I, I you know, I, I like to believe that people should get their day in, day in court. Or right, before the public like perception. Before. Yeah, well, I mean, like the Patriots. Literally, these people are hit. You know, they they have people just out trying to put hits on them with this kind of stuff all the time. There's a bunch of stuff that we don't even see or hear of, and they just fight stuff just to keep it out. um, Even if they didn't do anything, but they were in the wrong place, wrong time, or whatever. And obviously, he's got a he's got a bunch of kids by one girl, and I know he's been all over the place with her and his cheated on her left her all this stuff so i I mean i don't think he's a i don't think he's a great dude um i just also find it strange that he's having he's the biggest sports you know news all last week and then all of a sudden there's a a civil rape trial or you know a civil rape you know claim coming out and it's just from a few years ago it's just it's just a little strange to me so um, we since we last talked, Antonio Brown actually got waived. I don't, we didn't talk since then. He got waived and picked up by the Patriots oh, yeah, and all yeah. that. That happened on Saturday. It seems like, I mean, ages ago that that happened. It was yeah, only right. at this point, because we're recording on Friday, only like six days ago. Um, but, you know, the, the NFL, they're not putting them on the commissioner exempt list. Um, I believe he is going to play. Um for the Patriots this weekend, so they're not taking any punitive action. And I don't think, honestly, I don't think it would be appropriate at this point to take punitive. I, I, I mean, I could go either way. I'm on the fence on it. Um, it's very the the allegations are very serious. I hope nothing happens. Um, you know, I probably won't comment on what happened, but like we saw with like the Duke thing, um, the Duke lacrosse team. I mean, just because there's an allegation doesn't mean they're guilty. But you know, on the other side, there have been some allegations where they. You know, it's just hard to prove that the burden of proof, um, the way the legal system works, it's very tough for people to come out. A lot of times, there's no incentive for people to report this kind of stuff. Um, it's right, awful. and then the league has to tiptoe carefully because you can't just go saying guys can't play because people are, you know, accusing them of stuff. Because then anybody could come out of the woodwork and be like, Tom Brady molested me four years ago. Well, now, now we're just not going to let Tom Brady play. You know, like there has to be a there has to this has to go through a certain you know system here to yeah. and believe me i don't i don't think he's a good dude regardless but you know everybody also, needs to do process that's what the country right, is right yeah right. and then and then you know then you, there's the flip side of it too where guys are convicted of rape like brock turner the swimmer from stanford the biggest piece of crap in the universe and he gets out like after two years because he's a white guy yeah he's he's white in northern california let's let him out let's let him out yeah of course <sighs> <laughs> love it 
this uh, it's so let's, let's just I'm gonna put that away. I gotta put that away because I'm gonna get too amped up. I got you, man. I that Brock you. Turner, what a what an ass bag that guy is. Can you imagine yeah, if man. that was your daughter? He'll get his, well, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine you that's imagine the one where you like you really that, hope there is an afterlife so that you can have his comeuppance. I mean, what a piece of crap. Just what a right. piece of crap. All right, let's get to the. I, I found my trusty notebook that I dropped and got all discombobulated here. I have my I have my power rankings now, so let's just go through. So this is based off of week one, okay? And I'm not taking any 0 and one teams, so I can tell you right off the bat, Pittsburgh. It's not that I'm overreacting. It's just that there's a lot of teams that I liked and I want to talk about all the teams. So they are, uh, you know, I'm just going to be talking about a lot of them throughout the season. I'll probably do like a weekly segment. We'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I'm definitely going to throw this stuff on YouTube. So again, um, just a reminder for everybody, if you subscribe, if you look on the lower right-hand side, you're going to see a red button. That's how you subscribe. Subscribe to our channel. Like us, please. That always helps. And if you comment, let us know what you agree, disagree with. And I personally, me, I, me, 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 I will reply to you. Uh, because I have nothing better to do. Uh, okay, let's see. New England is number one on my list. Um, actually, I should have gone descending order, but uh, we were already talking about them. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you hanging for number two. I'm gonna work my way from ten to two. Uh, so New England's number one on my list at plus three seventy five. Bovada has them at. Um, yeah, man. I, I just with Antonio Brown going there i mean josh uh josh gordon he looked great this team was actually already built for the running game yes i know they made some trades for their offensive linemen before the season um this team is only going to get better and to see them dismantle a team in pittsburgh who i think is very good pittsburgh by the way is at plus 2800 so they're not they're you know a pretty decently bet team um, for the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I know Pittsburgh doesn't always play well on the road, but uh, but what New England did to that Pittsburgh team, man, they're gonna be they're gonna be tough to beat. I do think there are some challengers out there for them. So let me restart my list now from number 10. I'm gonna go with the Los Angeles Chargers, who pulled one out against, I think, an underrated Indianapolis Colts team. Uh, Bavada has them at plus one thousand or no, sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred for the uh, for the Chargers. Um, yeah, the Colts. Uh, the Colts were pretty good, and I think since Luck retired, some people have been sleeping on them. Brissett did played okay. They have a lot more talent than they did the last time Andrew Luck was hurt, and when Peyton Manning was hurt before that. They're actually building a good offensive line. Their defense is strong. Frank Reich, I think, is probably the best head coach they've had. Um, you know, no disrespect to Hall of Famer Tony Dungy, but I think Frank Reich will. The history uh, will show that um, Frank Reich will be, you know, probably the more lauded head coach over time. Well, maybe not. Let me not disrespect Tony Dungy too much because he was he was nasty with those bucks. But I think for the Colts, Frank Reich will be better than Tony Dungy was. Uh, but we'll see if he gets the Super Bowl. Tony Dungy has the ring. Uh, but there you go. So uh, number nine on my list is the Green Bay Packers, who skated by. The Chicago Bears. Bavada has them at plus eighteen hundred to win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, it's eighteen to one. Uh, if you're not familiar, but you know the Packers. I think the offense will get going. Um, for them to score ten points against Chicago, let's be honest. Um, I picked the Packers against the spread. I won the bet. But if you had told me that the Packers are only sc- going to score ten points, I would have thought that was a loss. Uh, but that's good news for the Packers. It means their defense can actually play. Uh, part of that was Chicago struggling as well. But if this offense gets going, I did like that they tried to commit to the run with Aaron Jones. That will open things up for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Marquez Vin- uh, Valdez Scantling, all those guys, uh, Jimmy Graham. 
I, I think this Packers team could do well. They're number nine on my list. I will have a consolation list uh, later um, just to go through because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans of a lot of teams that are going to be pissed off. So I'll let me cover my butt later. Number eight on my list, the Eagles at plus uh, 1,000. Plus 1,000 for the Eagles. You know, I liked what they did. I think they started way too rusty against um, Washington, but we saw that across the NFL. Some teams had rust. We're going to talk about some more of those teams that had some rust um, in the first half, and they came out and they really just dominated the second half. Uh, they play Atlanta this week. I I don't know if I'm actually going to use them in my picks or not, but I do think Atlanta will um, will give them a tough uh, a tough game at home. But I think Philadelphia will pull it out there. Number seven on my list at plus twelve hundred. Bavada has the odds for the Rams. It's basically twelve to one. Um, yeah, the Rams, man, they also came out very rusty. I would like to see them lean a little bit more on Todd Gurley. I know what they were doing. They were using Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley um, you know, series by series and then leaning on Todd Gurley when they needed him. So I think, you know, when push comes to shove, maybe when they play New Orleans this week, if they're losing or something like that and they need some yards, I think Todd Gurley will get you there. Number six on my list, speaking of, uh, Bavada has at plus 800, 8 to 1 is the New Orleans Saints. And I think the Saints are really good, man. Um, they also started rusty. Uh, they played a very strong, I think, Texans team. Uh, the Texans were able to run. Last year, we saw New Orleans had a great run defense. I think this year will be more of the same for New Orleans, but we'll see. Uh, they need to tighten it up a little bit. The offense, I think, will, you know, they really should have covered that spread. Um, I picked them. I lost that. I actually didn't pick them in my bets, but I picked them in my picks. Um, so at least I didn't lose any money. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they Drew Brees throwing a, uh, an interception in the red zone. That doesn't happen that often. They'll be fine. I like the Saints. Number six, is that too low? I don't know. But again, I'm basing a lot of this off of what I saw in week one. And like I said, they started a little bit too rusty for me. Number five on my list is Minnesota. Bavada has them at plus 2,000. That's 20 to 1. I like them because Cousins, he only threw the ball 10 times. He was 8 to 10. They could have thrown the ball more if they felt like it. But this team, the defense is there, uh, and they can run. As, as long as Dalvin Cook is, is uh, healthy, they can run. Even if Dalvin Cook gets injured, I like Alexander Madison. I think they're going to be good. It's going to be an interesting season to watch. That game, Green Bay versus Minnesota this week at Green Bay, is going to be a very interesting game to watch. Number four on my list, Baltimore, plus 2,500. That's 25 to 1 on Bavada if you're interested in that future. It, as far as futures go, I like Minnesota and I like Baltimore if you're the futures kind of better. I don't because I don't like my money locked up for that long. Uh, but I like those two bets because they can run the ball, they can play defense, and they can throw the ball. Um, I just said I'm not going to overreact to games, but I got to say, like Lamar Jackson, I'm not overreacting to the game, but I've seen it all throughout training camp. The guy can throw. This is looking like, you know, San Francisco during um, Kaepernick's prime. This is looking like RG3 in Washington in his rookie year. Uh, but, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson, he didn't really run the ball that much. They were over the top. They could do whatever they wanted in the run game. Everything was working. Is that more a virtue of Miami, um, you know, being poor on defense? Is it Baltimore being great on offense? I think it's somewhere in the middle. So I have Baltimore at number four. Number three on my list is breaks my heart to say it because I'm not the biggest fan, but Dallas Bavada has it plus 1,200. That's 12 to 1. Um, again, they can play defense. Dak, we saw what he did. He's continuing to ascend. Uh, they took apart the Giants. Can they do it two weeks in a row in the division at Washington this week? We'll see. I like Dak Prescott. Um, and, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott wasn't even really involved in the game plan coming back from the holdout. They're going to be able to run. They play strong defense. They're going to be an interesting team to watch. Number two on my list, um, because we already talked about New England being number one. Number two is Kansas City. 
they're just so talented offensively. Yes, I know Tyreek Hill is out, but did you see what Sammy Watkins did? He did fantastic. And do I think that, I know Sammy Watkins' book, but I've also watched Sammy Watkins. You know, I've, I've had him on a few fantasy teams, including his rookie season. He looks more in shape now than I've ever seen. He's trained up. He's strong. He's ready to go. And I think McCole Hardman, this is just my guess. I don't really have anything to back this up, but I think McCole Hardman, the rookie Kansas City receiver, he's the most like Tyreek Hill. I think he'll be probably the, the deep threat, the guy that pushes the speed routes down the field to open things up for Sammy Watkins. I think Damian Williams will be more involved in the offense. We saw LaShawn McCoy also involved in the offense last week. Kansas City is just too good. So let me give you my consolation picks as well. I like what Tennessee did, man. No disrespect to them. I just was trying to fit them on the list. That 10, that number 10 uh, selection, um, even 8, 9, and 10, it was hard for me to, to choose between these teams. So my, Tennessee was one of them. Bovada has them at, I think, plus 1,500. Is that right, Tennessee? No. Tennessee is at plus 4,000 on Bavada right now. So that's 40 to 1. Again, futures bets. I probably wouldn't take Mariota there. I think he's the only um, the only thing probably keeping them out of making a deep playoff rank because they can play defense and they can run the ball. Um, but we'll see if Mariota can uh, can improve the season. Um, let's see. The Colts, who are 0-1. I didn't take them, but they're at plus 6,000 according to Bavada. We have the Steelers. Like I said before, I'm not overreacting, but they're 0-1. They didn't look great. I'm sure they'll be back on this list soon enough. That is at they're at plus 2,800. The Raiders, no disrespect. Man, they came out with a lot of energy. I want to see it more than just one week after what we saw last season. They're at plus 8,000. Buffalo, I I didn't like the, uh, the, the, the four turnovers in the first half. That's not going to happen every week. Buffalo is at plus 8,000. And then we have Seattle at plus 2,800. They're probably my closest candidate to getting on this list. But, you know, 21 to 20 at home against Cincinnati. I don't know. Again, we're going to see a lot more with Pittsburgh versus Seattle this, this week. It's going to be an interesting game. So there you go. There is my NFL power rankings after week one. There's going to be a lot of filling out. Like I said, if you're watching this on YouTube, bottom right-hand side of the screen, hit that red button, subscribe, give us some comments. I will comment back. Um, Sam, I think that makes it episode, man. You got anything else for the crowd? Not much, man. That was a lot of talking, man. Make sure you get a sip of water. I think I can take that. Here we go. <laughs> as great advice as I spill it all over my face. All right, everybody. Hey, thanks. Um, thanks again, uh, everybody. Check out podcast one. Check out Underdog TV. Subscribe. Uh, subscribe to this podcast as well. Please like us. That helps us grow. Everybody have a great week. Be good. Be good.